Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee with Connie. Thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, it's 8.30 in the morning, so I'm drinking some black coffee, and uh, I have one of my really good friends from high school that I still have till this day on, so Colin, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, uh, I'm Colin Cook. Uh, I'm friends with Constant, and yeah, um, I'm very excited to be on this. How you liking? I know you're not like a big coffee guy. Is it good or? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, like I don't know. It's like an acquired taste. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess just like getting started with a first question, just I guess kind of like our friendship and how it started, like how we've grown as friends. Because I've I've known you like all high school, but I didn't really get close to you until I'd say probably around senior year. How did we meet? Um, I'm I'm assuming it was soccer at some point, like probably like freshman or sophomore year, something like that. I remember seeing you at soccer tryouts. Freshman like, year? Yeah. Um but then when you got on the J V team I was like I had gone up to the uh to the varsity team so I didn't see you. And so I was never on the same team as you. But I think at that point I don't know. Were we just like, did I meet you through friends? Like, I th- I think we probably met through friends because I'm assuming you were friends with like Mason and all them. And yeah. I remember like freshman, sophomore year, I didn't really talk to you much, but I remember like junior year because we would hang out with like, you know, Mason and like Ali Kilgore and Dan Morrison. Oh, God. I remember, <laughs> I remember I hung out with you guys a couple of times. Hell yeah. I remember that. And then I think at the end of junior year, like during COVID was when like, I think me, you, Mason, Ryan, Cam, like, that group started hanging out. Yeah. And senior year, we hung out a lot. Yeah. But it's been cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so what was the question? It was just, like, a... Yeah, just, like, how we've, like, grown our friendship. Um, yeah, I guess just, like, honestly, through friends, we never really hung out much, just, like, one-on-one, I feel like, unless we were, like, hanging out with friends and then, like, afterward... I don't know, go to cookout or something like that. Or, like, if we were, like, going to something and then we were just, like, in the car together. Um, but at the same time, I don't really just, like, hang out with people one-on-one very often. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I guess, like, yeah, you were just a very appealing friend <laughs> because you were very, uh, like, down-to-earth and pretty, like, honest and stuff. And then... um I think we started getting, we started hanging out a lot more around, yeah, like senior year when we were all playing like tennis and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we played tennis junior year. I think that's yeah. probably why we got close. I forgot yeah. that we all played tennis together. Yeah. So, <laughs> not like any of us were good. Mason was, was pretty Mason good. Mason was really good, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. So, it was... It's pretty cool, you know. That whole, like, COVID time was kind of fun because, I mean, there wasn't much to do, but, like, we would just kind of go play tennis or spike ball. Yeah. And, like, go to cook. <laughs> there was nothing to I do. Know. Or we'd go fishing. And honestly, Yeah, like, we went that, fishing a lot. That was pretty fun, but we haven't... I haven't gone fishing in forever. I don't think I've gone this summer. Have you gone this summer? I went once. Like, Alvaro and Sebastian, like, text me. They're like, dude, do you know how to fish? Like, we don't know what we're doing. And then I was like, Sure. Uh, honestly, I don't really know what I'm doing either. Like, I only know how to catch catfish and bluegill and bass, so. But that was the only time I went. Um, this summer, at least. I went so much last summer, though. Like, it's like almost an everyday thing. Yeah, no, I remember that. I I wish I kind of went this summer, just because, you know, it's just fun to, I guess, be with your friends. And, like, when you catch something, you're like, wow like that's awesome <laughs> especially I, I used to i used to fish up at holding village like your neighborhood dude yeah that was that was the place to get catfish yeah not to get catfished to get catfish yeah just to <laughs> clarify i guess um looking back on high school so what would be like a core memory that you have like high school soccer is that one of the things because when i had ryan on he <laughs> talked a lot about high school soccer and how much it meant to him uh yeah, definitely high school soccer and how I got shafted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I don't know. <laughs> like um I so I guess like the main ones to me are uh like hopping in a 
Mason's Honda Element. Um, and then, um, or is it a Toyota? Dude, I don't know. I, I don't think know. it's oh, a Honda. I think it's a Honda. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we'd all hop in there and we'd all go to um, cookout. And like, it was so fun because he just had a massive car. And then we'd just like, I don't know, just put on music and go to cookout. And then like go to Rise Donuts uh, and sit there and eat our cookout. Um, and yeah, that's like, those are like the core memories. And I don't, honestly, like junior year was probably when like I started to enjoy high school. I did not enjoy high school freshman, sophomore year. Yeah, I don't think I enjoyed high school till probably like senior year just because. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> when, when we weren't even yeah when we school. weren't even in there because like <laughs> I didn't like heritage in general just I don't know I didn't really yeah I didn't really think I fit in that well there but I mean I met like the people I needed to meet in the end yeah it was just like it took our group a while to like meet each other yeah I feel like it's how high school is to be honest nobody's loving it uh, it's, you know, some people do um, were those those cookout runs were what after football games on Fridays I remember yeah. we would like leave the football games early and just go yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, because <laughs> we'd be getting killed, like, every time. Um, yeah. Uh, so th- that's, like, a core memory. And then high school soccer is definitely a core memory in good and bad ways because um started off great because um, I was, like, um, I don't know. For some reason, I was, like, really being talked about, like, freshman year, and I was, like, everyone was, like, oh, dude, Colin's pretty good. He's going to... He's going to make varsity and stuff. And then I ended up sophomore year uh, making varsity. And, like, in the, like, little preseason things that we had, like the camps and stuff, I would do really well. And then once it came to the actual season, um, I think it was just because, like, when school started and everything, I was just, like, overwhelmed. Um, Because I was just, like, I was kind of in a shitty place throughout all of high school. So, like, I, like, I don't know. I I just did not perform to how well I could have performed. So uh, it was just, like, that mixed with some uh, questionable coaching. And I I don't know. So it was just, like, a very up-and-down experience for me because, um, you know, once I made varsity, I was, like, I did really well preseasons, and then I just, like, hardly played. Um, and sometimes it was actually really frustrating because, like, I would have, like, a really good game. And, like, you know, it would have totally built my confidence up if, like, the next game I started or something, but that didn't happen. It was just, like, you know, I, I would just, like, have a really good game. Uh, sorry, have a good 20 minutes, get pulled out. Good job, son. Good job, son. <laughs> good job, son. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'd just look at him and be like, all right, bro. Cook, love the intensity. <laughs> yeah. Love the intensity, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so it was just, it was frustrating. Um, And I don't know. So I didn't really get the same experience that Ryan did for sure because he he got a lot of minutes and stuff. And I think junior year it was a little different, but then uh, senior year he was playing a lot again. But um, when I played, I was decently consistent. I would have, like, some games where, like, my confidence was just below the floor. So I, I just didn't play great. Um, but then there was sometimes when I was just like, I was like, you know what? Fuck Sloan. Uh, don't take that person. <laughs> um, uh, and then I just try to play well and then I play well and then it didn't matter because I get benched. That, that whole dynamic with like Sloan and Wyland, cause I mean, I never really played varsity. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they're like a clown duo. It's so funny. You can- you got you got Coach Sloan try, like I remember at the end of every tryout, Coach Sloan would say the same inspirational shit. It's like oh my God. I'm looking for that player, that player with the X factor. He's gotta want it. You got you boys gotta want it. You out gotta here. want it. You gotta competition. And then competition. You, you got Wyland just like screaming and repeating what he says. He's like, yeah. yeah. Coach. <laughs> no, yeah. It would just be it would just be Wyland. He just he just repeat the exact same thing and scream it like on the sidelines. It'd be it'd be Sloan. He'd say something like, um, oh, this player needs to, like, get back. And then Wyland just goes, hey, yo, yo, player, yo, you gotta, you gotta go back, you gotta. And he'd just, like, he'd just scream it. And then if, if if they had a nickname, he would just say their nickname. Like, mine was Cookie. He'd be like, Cookie, you gotta get back. 
or something like that. It was so funny. <laughs> it was funny because he really didn't know. I didn't think he knew that he much about shit. soccer. And then, but I thought he was kind of funny. Like, I, I liked Wyland. No, I, I like Wyland a lot. Like, was he there y'all senior year or no? Uh, I think he was there for like a couple games, but he wasn't like, he. I don't think he was like technically the assistant coach at that point. It was, um, who's this? Was it Edwards? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was Edwards. I never got to play with, I, I only got to play with, like, like coach-wise. It was, like, Norris and Sloan and Wyland. To that, be honest, I thought Edwards was fine, but apparently not. Um, that's what the new guys are saying. I know, I heard he's not great, according to the new guys. Apparently he's just, like, Sloan 2.0. I don't know, but apparently worse, I guess. Do you remember uh, playing with Taylor and JV freshman year? Yes. How was that? Um, it was funny. Uh, I mean, not funny. It was actually really annoying. But he just had a really funny voice. He would just be like, "Oh, he loves it." <laughs> Whenever there was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like someone did a cool play, be like, "Hey, loves it." Oh my gosh! And he just had this like obnoxious voice. Y'all were good though, y'all's that JV season, right? Yeah. Y'all won conference. Yeah, I think we or? won conference. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was like Braden Harper and then Clazer. Clazer. <laughs> um. And then yeah, like, was Mason on the team? Yeah. I think he was. Yeah, he was. I just don't know if he played very much. Um. And yeah, obviously, like, was was Ryan? Yeah, Ryan was on it, obviously. Um. Yeah. I was like. I mean, Taylor was fine growing up because I did cheat him for a bit, but I remember in high school, I thought he was, like, such a dick. He, just, he pissed me off. He just, he just, he acts like a little kid. Um, I don't know. Just, like, if things don't go his way. Like, we'd be playing scrimmages, and he'd be playing with us. Somebody, I don't know, gets the ball past him. And he's like, guys, why aren't you working for the ball? And he'd get, like, really pissed off. Um, Yeah, I don't know. He, it was funny. I remember at UNCG camp sophomore year, it was like, you know, like how we all like sat together like tables and all that yeah. in the cafeteria. Yeah. I remember Mason and I, because like there wasn't enough spots, we just sat at like the next table over. Yeah. And he like came up to us and like in front of everyone like varsity too, and he's like, why don't you guys stop being antisocial and come join the team? Oh and we were just like, God. bro, oh my that God. That so annoying. And <laughs> like that was like, that was me trying to like prove that I was good enough to play. So like no one knew me either. Yeah. Um. Goodness. Gosh, dude, it was annoying. And <laughs> Mason, Mason, just like, like he just whispered me, he's like, "What a cockhead!" <laughs> <laughs> what a cockhead. That's funny. But I mean, it was cool. Those camps, those camps were fun. The like they were so fun. There were a lot of games and a lot of training, but they were so fun. They were very fun. Yeah, I miss those. What was that game we played? Um, silent football. Silent football. That was yeah. really fun. That I was liked that one. That was a good time. Was. With sophomore year, I think the room was what me, you, Ryan, and someone else. I want to say, who'd you, who were you with sophomore year? I remember I was with Ryan, but I'm assuming Ryan was with you too. I don't think I was there. Sophomore you weren't. Year. You weren't there sophomore year. No, because remember I think I went to Hawaii. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good trip, but yeah, I missed um, because that was at UNCG camp again, wasn't it? Yeah, sophomore year. Yeah, so I like really didn't get to play with you then. Um, were you at the first UNCG camp? No, I was. I was at the second and the third UNCG, and then ECU. I was, yeah, I was at the ECU one with you. I remember that. The ECU one was cool. Yeah, but yeah, there's silent football. That one was fun. Uh, you can just look it up. It's really hard to explain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess just kind of like talking about a bit deeper stuff you're probably like the first person i think of when it comes to like mental health and all that just (laughs) (laughs) because i just love how much of a turn that took yeah i know i know (laughs) (laughs) talking about soccer and then just jumping in okay no yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah like i was talking about to this about talking with this about ryan the other day it's just like he was telling me how like you're basically kind of like his therapist and just i guess like mental health's always been like a big issue to you so I guess how important is it to you and, like, just staying happy, like, playing soccer, like, that probably took a toll on you mentally because you lost that confidence. And I think yeah. mental health is a big thing for athletes. Yeah. But um, just talk about how, like, it's important to you and, like, what are some things that you do in your life to try to keep you happy? Um, well, uh, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't say keep me happy. I would say keep like like manage my mental health to where I feel satisfied, I guess, or like feel confident. Uh, just because like happy is kind of like a uh, I don't know like a weird term because like I don't know if you ask them if they're happy they would have had to just like gotten a new puppy or something or like won the lottery you know at that moment you know if I, I like overall I guess like when people ask if you're happy it's just like are you doing are you doing are you okay doing well yeah um and like I don't know things I do things I do to keep me well actually first of all like um the reason why I got so into like mental health was cuz I just had a bunch of like past trauma and stuff that I had never really processed up until see no like like junior year ish um and so I honestly always felt really shitty like all the time um and then like during uh like sophomore year and then into quarantine, I was like, dude, I'm sick of feeling like this. So I kind of looked up what it was because I, I had I had been diagnosed with like a uh, anxiety disorder when I was in sophomore year or something like that. Um, and I had always known like something was off. So I was like, um, but yeah, once it got to like quarantine, I started kind of like researching what anxiety was and researching what depression was and um you know I had taken a psych course in sophomore year so I was like I don't know it was just kind of interesting to learn about um like the health aspect of it um so I guess that's kind of how I started getting into it and then um yeah so over quarantine I feel like everyone kind of had like a little spiritual awakening over quarantine because I was just like stuck with myself um, and I didn't really like myself. So I had to start liking myself somehow. And that's really hard when you're isolated. So it was like I was just kind of trying to get to know myself. So, um, yeah, I um, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. I, I just, yeah, tried to figure out what exactly anxiety was and at the time was trying to figure out how to stop it, which you can't, but, um, yeah, at the time I was just like, you know, I need to, I need to make it go away. Um, and so, so was that like harder for you just being isolated? Like, cause you're trying to find yourself. Right. And it's like, you don't really have your friends to talk to all the time. Yeah. yeah it right. Was, when that happens, it was a lot harder. Um, and just like being isolated, it's like, you don't feel like you're part of anything. And when you don't feel like you're part of anything, you feel kind of, like, purposeless. So, I don't know, that didn't help at all, because at the time I was trying to find purpose and, like, why am I here, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's kind of, like, how I got into mental health, was just, like, past trauma that led into, um, you know, me, uh, I don't know, just, like, feeling crappy, wanting to fix it. Um, and then, yeah. Like, would you say that you found your purpose now or that you're still trying to, like, get to where you are? Uh, no, I have yeah. no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think nobody knows what yeah. they're doing. I um, feel like, I feel like to an extent you can, you can have something in mind, but as yeah. you keep growing and, like, getting older, it's always going to change. Yeah, you have, you have goals, um, but... Like, it's kind of hard to just say, I know what my purpose on this planet is. Unless, like, you know, um, if you find, like, a fulfilling career or something, you know, you can say you found your purpose in that aspect. But, like, I don't know. I I just, like, especially as a college student, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, uh, You know, I'm, I'm, you know, trying my best to figure out what I want to do. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say I know why my purpose in life. I mean, I would say like, I want to believe that my purpose in life is to like help people. And that's why I've been trying to study, um, like health related, uh, majors and career opportunities. Um, is just cause I don't know. Um, I've never been very big into learning about business and stuff like that. It's very important, but, uh, I don't know. I just like, care more about health 
and stuff because if I can help people, it makes me feel good. Like, it makes me feel like I'm doing something, um, you know, for others. Yeah, sometimes I feel like with the whole, like, purpose and identity thing, it's like sometimes you feel like you've lived a lot of life, but then I, like, go back to it. And it's like we're 18, 19 years old. Like, we still haven't, li- we still haven't like, figured anything about life yet. Especially the college. I feel like there's going to be, like, a big gap from, like, your freshman year. It's, like, when you first get out of college. And I'm excited just to, like, learn about stuff. I know. I know. I, it really is crazy. I know, because going into, you know, like, college, I don't know. I felt like I knew everything. Like, I felt like I was, like, it can't be that hard. I'm going to, I got life figured out. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I can't believe people switch majors so much. Like, like, I have an idea of what I want to do. And then, like once you get there it's like you don't realize how much life you're missing when you're just sitting at home in high school stuck under your parents rules like um (laughs) not to sound like some rebellious (laughs) 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 it's like dude my parents suck i can't wait to get out of here can't wait to get out of here dad fuck you um no um just like I don't know, it's just, like, when you're stuck at home, like, even when I come back for summer, just, like, being stuck at home, there's, like, little curfews, and, you know, I feel a lot less motivated, because I'm living under my parents' roof, rather than, like, me making my own life, so, um, yeah, like, I don't know, I thought I had everything figured out until I got to college, and then you realize you have so little skill in, like, so many areas, like, you, you need to learn so much. Like, you need to learn so much about socializing, about maturity, about... You learn a lot about um, relationships and friendships and stuff. Um, And then, yeah, and then you just learn a lot about um, what it's like to be alone in in life. Not, like, lonely, but, like, you know, independent. Do you like the alone time sometimes? I do. Um... I hated it when I was back home because I would get too much alone time. But when I'm at college, I have things. When I get to college, I turn into the most productive version of myself. And when I get home, I turn into the laziest version of myself. So, you know, when I'm, um, I don't know, when, when I'm when I'm at college, I'm, I'm like, oh, I sounded, oh, okay. Oh, you're good. Okay. Okay. Uh, when you're, <laughs> when you're at college, um, I don't know. I, I just lost my train of thought. Um, what were we talking about? Hold on. Like the yeah. alone time from like ah. and being productive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just like at college it was nice because I felt like I had everything planned out how I wanted it. So I would kind of plan out my days where I'd get like little bits of alone time. And when I got the alone time, I didn't feel guilty for having it because I felt like I earned it. Um, but then when I'm at home, I feel like I'm not earning anything, which might be an issue, <laughs> but I I just feel like I'm not, like, the alone time that I get, I feel like I could be doing something with it, you know, because when you're in college, you're just, like, you feel like you need to grow, and so when you're back home, it's just, like, put on pause, and so, um, you know, it's the same thing in high school, like, I felt like everything was put on, like, I, I felt like I wasn't learning anything myself or like I don't know it's it just like when I wasn't independent I felt like I didn't deserve the uh things that I got because I wasn't making it for myself in a way yeah and so with like productivity like because Ryan was telling me the other day your suite was like really close just in general so would you say uh, like yeah. you guys would like bounce off each other and like I don't know of course you'll have alone time but then like going back to like a suite and like he was telling me, like, y'all would have open doors and you could talk about anything oh, just yeah. chill. It was great, yeah. Um, yeah, we we all kind of bonded through FIFA, um, honestly. Like, you just hear one person in the other room just screaming, like, fuck! And then you know they're playing FIFA. And then you, like, go into the room and you're like, you losing? And they're like, yes. Um, but, yeah, so we just bonded through FIFA, really. And then, um, obviously, we all played soccer and stuff. But, yeah, it was... It was really cool because we were all pretty close, so, you know, late nights we would all get cookout a lot or go to, like, Wing Zone or something. Um, what's a, what's a, is Wing Zone good? It's really good. Bruh. The service is atrocious. <laughs> I'd assume it's so. so funny. Yeah, it's called Wing Zone. Yeah. Um, 
It was so it's so funny because so Matt cannot understand anybody with an accent down in Charlotte, like any sort of accent that isn't like straight shot like North Carolinian. So like we go to Wing Zone and <laughs> people are talking so fast asking him what he wants. <laughs> and they're, they're like they're like, What do you want? And then um he just goes, Matias M a, and they're like, no, 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 like, what do you want? And then he's just like, oh, uh, Matias. And then, like, he just keeps saying that. And then they're like, no, like, what do you want? And then he's just like, oh, I'll have this. And they asked for his name, and then he repeated his order. And it was just the funniest thing. They were getting so mad, so then we had to order for him. Um, <laughs> Did you guys have to do that a lot? Uh, we kind of made him practice. So we would, like, put a lot of pressure on him. Anytime he went up to Wing Zone, we'd have him, like, we'd, like, stare at him. We'd, like, like, come on, you got this. And then one time we made him, um, they were playing Young Boy at Wing Zone, and we made him go up to the person and say, he has, like, this thick Peruvian accent. He goes, I fuck with Young Boy. (laughs) (laughs) He has no idea who Young Boy is. And they just started laughing. They're like, yeah, you do. (laughs) <laughs> that's um, so funny yeah but yeah we were all we were all close it was fun it was a great time um yeah we could just talk about anything um you know like if hunter was sad about something he would come in and tell us if matthias matthias didn't really talk about stuff to be honest you kind of have to go up to him but yeah it was nice it was a very supportive environment so that first year you really liked it a lot like charlotte in general um yeah so the first semester not really and then second semester it got better and better until by the end I was very much enjoying it. So, um, yeah. Why were you, like, kind of, I guess, struggling, like, first semester? Uh, first semester, I was just drowning in, well, first of all, like, change. Like, because it's a huge change uh, of environment. So, I was already kind of overwhelmed in that aspect. So, already, it was hard to adapt. And then also, I was in a relationship, so it's like, it was long distance and that's like really difficult especially because like I was going down to visit a lot and so I didn't really get time to um adapt or like really get comfortable at Charlotte I was um, gonna say you you came down to Chapel like three or four times right like I saw more, you, more, than, more that. than that I saw you a decent amount probably like seven yeah seven yeah it was a lot um it's a lot of gas um but yeah so that was happening um and it was that was just a little more stressful, like, a lot more stressful, like, a huge amount of stress, honestly, because, I don't know, I was just trying to make my, my partner happy while also uh, tending my own needs, and, like, I don't know, I just felt pressure to come down and see her a lot, and it just, I I just couldn't do it, but, um, yeah, so that first semester was just very overwhelming, and the classes I was taking weren't too bad, um, I did pretty good. Um, intro to coloring wasn't a tough one. Intro to coloring <laughs> wasn't too hard. Yeah, me and Sean were an intro to coloring. Hey, according to Sean, you guys are just idiots yeah, over there. Apparently, at Charlotte, at Charlotte <laughs> uh, Sean Avia says that everyone is, I quote, retards at Charlotte. So <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't know why he thinks that, but whatever. Anyway, um, also, also apparently the chicks aren't bad. Oh yeah, is what he says. <laughs> was I there for that? Or was that when y'all were in the and car? That's when we were in the car. We had gotten into Chapel Hill like five minutes into being at Chapel. He's like, "Yo, there's so many baddies here." I'm like, dude, we've been here for five minutes. Unless you just saw like Victoria's Secret models all just like walk into a convention or something. I don't know. He um, wasn't. He wasn't even <laughs> drinking at that point, right? That was like no. He so- was just that was sober. His sober thoughts. Ah, uh, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but, yeah, we <laughs> love Sean. It's just funny. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, um, first semester was difficult because of all that, um, and I wasn't in the, I was, I'm in a fraternity now, I wasn't in the fraternity, uh, Ryan and Matias had rushed and pledged, um, and... I just did not have time. Um, so, yeah. So, first semester, I don't know. I, I just, like, I kind of avoided the life at college. Like, I feel like I was kind of, in my head, stuck back at home because I was, like, 
still trying to tend to my relationship that was like founded back uh at in Raleigh in Wake Forest um so it was just difficult to tend to that you know um and, and like I don't know I just felt like I was kind of stuck in the past like I I wasn't accepting that I was at Charlotte I was like I don't know um I wasn't branching out at all um I had met like four people that semester as opposed to like the second semester god I don't even know like I met like 60 70 people yeah most mostly from what Sigtal yeah or actually no it would be more than 60 70 um it'd be like probably around 100 yeah just from yeah Sigtal and then I was just like a lot more open to meeting people in classes and um yeah um and parties and stuff so so you're you say your thing, because I remember first semester, like, SIGTAL, you were, like, super uncertain about it just because you didn't uh, know yeah. if it was, like, kind of for you. But, like, now that you're in it, I feel like you really like it and I, just how your experience is in it. Yeah. Uh, I, I at first had, like, a vendetta against it or, like, a grudge against frats in general. Um, so, well, first semester, I was skeptical of it, and I had a I had rush, but I obviously i didn't i didn't pledge i didn't have the time but then second semester um i was i had uh just gotten out of the relationship like over that break in between the two semesters uh winter break um and then i got back and then i was still so skeptical like so i rushed didn't think i was gonna um start pledging ended up pledging because people were like come on like like you're gonna like it and I was like I don't know and then um like the whole time I just had a very closed mindset towards it (laughs) like low-key I was kind of an asshole about it like I I was just like I would complain to Ryan um and like other people in the fraternity be like dude like like this person makes me so mad or like I'm like like this is so fratty and stuff when it really like honestly a lot of the stuff we do isn't fratty at all but I just had this like mindset that like everything that the fraternity did was fratty just because it was a fraternity um and <laughs> damn that bird's trying to hop in here yeah <laughs> super low <laughs> um but what do you call it yeah so i i wasn't a huge fan of it at first and then eventually um like i was just kind of like you know what i'm going to give it a try and then I don't know. I was just like, I'm going to not say no so much to it, I guess. And then I was like, I started actually enjoying it. And then I started not feeling bad about enjoying it. And I, it was great. Like, I don't know. It was, it was very nice. Like, um, met a lot of people. Um, and there were like some people where I was like, oh, I can't stand them. But like, like, I don't know. Just after a while, I don't know. You just, you just realize that people are people. So you just, you don't really care who they are or anything like it. And, you know, you can still create some sort of bond with them. Um, and so it was, it was very nice. And, and also the fraternity, it helps that it wasn't, it wasn't very fratty by that. I mean, like, um, you know, there wasn't any douchebags who like are like Andrew Tate stands or anything. who like think that like women suck and that, um, or like, you know, there's, there's no like super douchey guys. Um, I think you all have a really cool thing going because I didn't even know when we were at, like dinner the other day with Ryan and Mason. The fact that you'll have like, I guess like mental health like slides and a mental health chair. Oh yeah, it's really cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's that position's probably gonna start running itself. I was gonna run for it, but or I was thinking about running for it, but they probably won't need me to because basically all it is is it's just um my big made it and it's like a slide uh for our chapter meetings we have like slideshows don't know if i should have told you that anyway um (laughs) (laughs) move right past anyway (laughs) uh we have a testimonial time which is uh people just get up and um i'm sure people won't care about anyway um uh, but uh that's the rituals yeah (laughs) yeah you're a sick dog you can't tell anyone that um Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's just a slide that was, like, if you have anything to share that is, like, on your chest or something, like, that you think 
would be helpful for people to know, like maybe if you're struggling or something. Um, and so it's really cool because like for the few meetings that I was in, people were standing up and being like, hey, like this is going on. And it was really great because like everyone was very supportive. And like after the meeting, like people would go up to that person and like, you know, like talk to him or like give him a pat on the back or something, you know, like it was very nice. Um, yeah. So, no, we keep it very, very, very professional, um, which is great. Like, that's what I really like about it, because it feels like I'm part of something that actually has a purpose and is making a difference and isn't just obviously it's nice because it's like it gives you a social life but it has it means so much more than that to me and the guys in it which is really cool um you know because i think if you just have a fraternity that's focused on uh, <clears throat> on a social life um it's it's nice but also you know there's no common goal that people are working towards because like in our fraternity it's like trying to be the best person that you can be and it's great because like if you see someone doing something that you feel like you need to hold them accountable for you hold them accountable and it's it's nice like it's it's and it's like you know it's not like being assholes about it it's just being like hey like i don't know bringing awareness to it so it's good that y'all are like open about that just in general because i think with something like that you can see that we as humans really aren't as like different as it seems like people yeah. are going through the same stuff like yeah yeah no i i really like that aspect of it yeah because there's guys in there that i feel like i thought i would never really like or like um i don't know enjoy being around or um talk to about anything but you meet those guys who eventually that happens which is a great part of college too because when you're more, when you have a more open mindset, you meet a lot more uh, people who you thought you would never really get along with who you do. So, yeah. yeah that's good. Um, just with that in general, like, insecurities, like, any insecurities that you just, like, deal with? Like, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> of course, um, plenty. Um, I mean, everyone has a ton of insecurities. Um <laughs> smooth transition to <laughs> by the way any insecurities deep insecurity i yeah um yeah i mean like everyone has insecurities I, I guess i'd say um the most prominent would probably be how i present myself to other people um i don't know i I don't know. I feel like I view myself in a very specific way and I always try to get myself to come across in that way, but I feel like I'm always going to be misunderstood and maybe that's everyone, but I just, I, I, I don't know. That's just, I guess I'm kind of insecure about that. And then I'm also insecure that, that I'm too weird. Um, and everyone's weird and it's nice to be weird, you know, otherwise you're boring. Um, so, I don't, but it just, yeah, like, I've always felt, um, kind of, kind of, like, like, I'm just, like, a little bit, um, <laughs> quirky. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I've always, <laughs> I mean, I had an awakening. I am quirky now. Um, I don't know, I've always felt a little bit, like, I was weird, or, like, I didn't fit in, or, like, um, you know, I had feelings that weren't normal, um, which is typical, especially among, uh, teenage men, because, uh, as everyone knows, you know, people don't, or men specifically don't talk about it, um, mental health and, uh, feelings of any sort, like, even just little, little issues, and those little issues can build up and become huge, uh, problems and insecurities for guys because you know you don't hear them talk about it like um with guys like a lot of guys just like bottle up their emotions yeah you say you were doing that for a long time yeah yeah i was and i mean like everyone was like that's how you get people that's how you get guys who treat girls like shit and stuff that's how you get guys uh who have anger management issues or you know because they just they'll have little problems like 
being nervous to talk to a girl or something and they don't talk about it and then you know they bottle it up and bottle it up until you know if they get rejected by that girl they freak out or like say the girl's a bitch or something like that um can't trust these girls. <laughs> yeah i can't trust these hoes um so you know but yeah so um yeah I've, I've always had the insecurity of feeling like a little bit weird and like also some of that has to do with like I didn't really have, like, a father figure uh, throughout middle school uh, and and onward. So it was just, like, um, like I kind of had to teach myself things. And I feel like in middle school, your dad is, like, a very big part of creating a foundation for you and creating confidence for you. So I had a hard time creating that for myself. So I've always just felt... Um, you know, I'm trying to get better. And I feel like to other people, I, I think I seem like I'm pretty confident about uh, how I feel and what I think. But um, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm insecure about it. <laughs> Do you mind, like, talking more about just the absence of your father in those that kind of middle school years? Because I remember, like, in high school, I didn't really have many people to talk to because that's kind of like the same thing that happened with me. And then I, like, met you and I was like, He's kind of going through the same thing, so it was cool to talk to you about that. Yeah, we had very, very similar uh, situations. Yeah, so, like, um, basically it was just my parents got a divorce. Um, I mean, like, before that, it was just, um, I want to say, like, when I was in, like, fifth grade. I don't know, so I don't even know how old I was at that point, like, ten or something, nine. Um, but, I don't know, I just, my dad was doing sketchy stuff. Um and I'm going to sit in the shade right here. Yeah, it is It is getting super um, hot. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, so he... uh, Like, when I was, like, 9 or 10, he was just, like, doing sketchy stuff, like, talking to old exes and stuff, and my mom thought it was weird, and then... um, So there would be a lot of fights and stuff until, like, eventually um, around sixth grade um like there was just like fights every night and just before that um he had um what did he do he, i mean i'm not gonna say specifics but he he did something not very good um mm-hmm. enough to get him uh he was a pastor um so i looked up to him a lot um and it was enough to get him kicked out of the church um and he had to step down um and yeah so uh that was bizarre and weird for me because like my whole life I went to a Christian school growing up uh in elementary school so it was like my whole foundation was just gone cuz it was like we were living in like a Christian home and all of a sudden my dad's not a pastor anymore and I'm not going to a Christian school cuz once once my dad lost his job as the pastor um we had to switch to a public school um because we couldn't afford the private school anymore um because our main source of income was gone so um yeah um uh yeah so that happened um and then i don't know just later on um my dad just kind of like kept spiraling and doing shitty stuff until eventually he um cheated on my mom um yeah and then uh that was crazy like for me especially because I was kind of I'm the youngest in the family I have two older sisters so I was kind of left in the dark um throughout a lot of it because nobody wanted to like me to know what's going on be more confused and be more hurt um so I was kept in the dark um and I would slowly get little leaks of information about what had happened until like eventually like I had been told everything by freshman year or something um so yeah, um, it was just like throughout middle school was really difficult. Like low key, like like middle school just felt like a dream because um, my foundation was just gone. Because my dad, um, once he cheated on my mom and stuff, like he had um, he kind of left, um, and he he would like come back every now and then. But he he just kind of like left and was completely absent until like random days he would come back try to hang out with us kids and then he'd just like cry every time he saw us like 
it was so uncomfortable. Like I didn't know what the hell to do. So, um, that's a that's a timeless image. Just a remnant. Just yeah. Of like, uh, yeah, middle school. Middle school is when it happened to me too. Yeah. Just, that's like the shittiest time for something <laughs> like that to happen. I know, cause it's like, you gotta get the birds and the bees talk. You gotta get, you gotta get everything. Like just like how, to be a a good guy. Like I don't know. I feel like that's when you start. Because you hit puberty and stuff and start becoming, like, I guess, like a man, um, you know. So it's like, yeah, it, it was super weird. And I was so jealous, um, like, super jealous of anyone who had, like, a good, still am, of, like, anyone who has, like, g- a good relationship with their dad. Like, um, but, yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, it is, yeah, it's the worst, it's the worst time for, for that to happen, really, yeah, because I was just totally, yeah, just totally left in the dark, like, didn't know what I was doing, and then, that just led to a lot of insecurities, um, that I still have, and it led to a lot of anxiety and stuff that I still have, just because, um, it made me feel like I didn't have a foundation, which is probably why I developed uh, an anxiety disorder. I've always been very sensitive, so, like, the anxiety disorder was, like, wasn't super disorienting or anything. Um, but, yeah. It's like, so, you said he was a pastor, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, we've talked about religion a little bit, not too much, but, yeah. like, we see, I feel like Christians see God as this idea, and then, with your dad being a pastor, you probably saw him as, like, you probably put him on a pedestal of, like, yeah. just seeing, like, how that was religion. Yeah. And then, you know, that happens, like, getting kicked out of the church. Did that just, like, completely shift your view for a little bit of just what it was? To be honest, not really. Mostly because I didn't know what had happened. Um, it wasn't until a lot later when my view um, kind of shifted. Um it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until, like, a lot, lot later, like, high school when I realized that, you know, uh, adults are not perfect, and Christians are not perfect, pastors are not, you know, nobody is, like, everybody's pretty broken, so it's, like, um, yeah, so, I mean, like, when it happened, um, it flipped my world upside down, because it was, like, um, yeah, it was, like, my foundation and everything, and I, like, everybody in the church looked up to him, um, so I was, like, I don't know, I thought he was, like, you know, he was, like, my hero, kind of, um, even though, to be honest, like, he didn't, he didn't interact with us kids a ton, um, once I got to, like, third grade or something, he didn't really, like, interact with us a lot, cause he was just studying and stuff, and he was, uh, you know, um. Like, like he went back to school, or... What do you mean, like, uh, studying? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, I think at one point, yeah, he did go back to school, but he was, he would, like, study the Bible so that he could, oh, okay. um, so yeah. that he could, like, uh, come up with, what are you, uh, sermons and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, he, so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, it was just once that all happened, like, you know, I had, I had really looked up to him, and then I was just so confused, because I was, like, what do you, I thought this dude was, like, perfect, and now he's like like a very sad looking human being like um it's like a husk um yeah so that was just that was weird for sure how are you guys now we're doing a lot better um college helped a lot so at first it was like we had really bad relations like um i i'm not a very confrontational person because I was scared of it, because, like, when my parents would fight when I was younger, I was terrified of it, because they would, like, get very angry and scream, and I would, like, be like, chill out, like, I don't like that, um, so, um, yeah, so, for me, it was just, like, I was dead silent around him, and I would never talk about anything, because I felt like if I talked at all, he would start crying, um, so, yeah, it was just super bizarre. Like, I hated being around him because, I mean, I was mad. I was sad. I was, I didn't know how to feel. Um, and he would just, he would just, um, 
yeah, like cry every time I saw him. And then it was like that for a long time, um, up until the freshman year started getting a little better. He got an apartment um, after him and my mom divorced, and then I would like stay over there. And it was fine. Um, not really. Like, I didn't want to go over there, but I did it because I felt like I had to. And also because I think legally we were supposed to. Because um, my mom had, like, not entire custody, but, like, you know, we would see my dad, like, every other weekend or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, an- anyway, like, uh, that was... My relationship with him at the time was not... It was a little better because he wouldn't cry every time, but he would still cry a lot. And he he was just very sad, didn't talk a lot. Um, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I would just kind of, like, later would try to pretend to like him. And then I would have, like, little arguments with him here and there. Like, he's, like, a, he's kind of an interesting person. So, like, he would get mad. Uh at random things like there's one time he he used to go on this like family outer banks trip with us and then he couldn't because you know they got divorced and so like the fir- like the second or third year that he had not been able to go because you know he couldn't and then when we would go like while we were on the trip um he would get like really petty and then we'd come back and he'd be like really petty so there was, like, one time he was being, like, really petty, and I, like, confronted him about it, and it was, like, this huge argument, and then, so we'd have, like, little arguments here and there, but up until, like, anytime I dealt with any sort of anger or anything, I dealt with it alone and without talking to him or confronting him about it, because, like, he would, like, freak out if I talked to him about it. Like, if I talked to him about it, he would blame it on me and stuff, so I was, like... I just need to figure it out myself, and so I started seeing a therapist. I didn't like him, so I saw another, and he was a little more helpful. Um, and like a, like your dad got you a therapist, or was that something you did so, on your own? So the first one, my dad got me the therapist, and that I'm, one, a, I'm assuming it was a Christian therapist <laughs> then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not like that. I gotta be honest, just because like I felt like I was in Bible study, like. I don't know, instead of using, I don't know, like, CBT or something like that, he'd just throw a Bible verse at me, and I don't know, I just did not, did not like it. Also, me and that guy didn't relate at all. He was, like, like a million years old, and I was, like, <laughs> not. So, um, yeah, I ended up getting another therapist liked him. Um, and I just had friends that I would talk to about the whole situation, um, and my not my first girlfriend but my second girlfriend my most recent ex um uh we like she she helped me through it too because she had went through like similar issues so talking with her helped a lot um so i just found out ways to process it um kind of grieve it you know the whole situation that happened and then eventually it didn't just magically get better, and it's still not better, better, but, you know, it's like, I'm starting to, um, forgive him, you know, I wouldn't say I'm totally there yet, but, um, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, like, kind of over the whole situation, um, it's almost like I didn't forgive, but I just forgot, you know, but it's like, I don't know, it's like, but when I see him now, especially now that I went to college, it's it's so nice like went to college and now like i feel like my relationships with all my family members have gotten way better just because i'm not around him so much you can't get annoyed with him as much um you miss him a little more um it's nice when they reach out um so yeah i don't know i I think being away helped me in his relationship because i felt like i was my own person and i felt like i could create uh my own self and then go up to him and talk to him as another adult as opposed to talking to him as his son and then it just feels like you know I feel like that's kind of the start that I had and then slowly it's been feeling a little bit more like we are getting on better terms because I'm able to talk to him a little easier now that I've kind of disassociated myself and then I don't know I find that we're kind of having father-son conversations more often so 
I bet he's grateful for that too. Just oh yeah. I feel like in all walks of life, you know, you kind of need people to like pull you back and be like, I don't know. It's good that you guys are like building that relationship yeah. back up. Yeah, for sure. Is it something that like recently has gotten better? Like just with college, like yeah. the distance. Yeah, yeah, very recently. Would you say that you, like, prioritize spending more time with them now that you've gone away for a little bit? Yeah. And not seen them as much? Yeah. Yeah, like, it used to be I would dread going over to his house or something, but I don't. Um, I actually, I, I don't know, sometimes I actually enjoy going over to his house. And, but Is it is it in Heritage, or is it, like, a kind of like a drive? It's a bit of a drive. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like Wakefield. It's like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, that's not, that's not so Yeah. But yeah. So, do you still go to therapy to like kind of like get over some of that stuff, or have you not been in a while? So, uh, I actually just started seeing a new therapist, and he's cool. So it's like, I don't know. I I now I just do it because um, you know I've to- I've I've processed the situation that happened, so it's not like I need to just like unravel the past or anything. I, you know, I've already kind of accepted that that's my past, but I'm I'm just um, now it's just kind of like the past has created fear and stuff and I'm just trying to get over that fear because it can like fuck with relationships and stuff and I don't want that to happen um and I find that like sometimes I'll have little bits of self-destructive behavior and little things that I'll I'll do um in friendships or things like that or things that I feel like I need to do to control the relationship that I don't actually need to do um and so therapy just helps me, um, you know, uh, practice not controlling so much and just letting things happen, um, without getting so anxious. Cause sometimes I'll get like dysfunctionally anxious about things, um, for no reason, just because I feel like I can't control it totally. It, it usually it happens with like relationships or like a girl problem or something like that. And I feel like if I can't control it, I just, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't usually act on it. I usually kind of just let the anxiety kind of, like, hurt me, I guess. But So, yeah, therapy helps with that. That's good. Um, so how long have you been doing that, therapy? Uh, Four years, something like that. Okay. I, I did therapy in middle school, like, right after, you know, the whole, like, cheating thing with my parents happened, like, seventh and eighth grade. And then for, like, a while, like... Cause I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. Cause it was like it was so new. Yeah. No, and that's, yeah. Just in general, like when I would spend summers um, with my grandparents, like the European way of seeing it is like not getting help or like not talking about stuff. So I just saw it like that for a while. But I'm thinking about going back. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice. Like if you've processed the situation that you've had, like that's great. But there's still like little issues and insecurities and things that that you know can stem from it um and so it's just like therapy is just not a, a good way to be able to not control anxiety but to um control your reactions to anxiety and be able to deal with it um in a more appropriate way that doesn't uh, affect other people um so it's just nice i don't know it makes you feel good too like i don't know there's like um they they teach mindfulness and stuff in therapy. There's mindfulness meditation and stuff like that, and it's very, very beneficial. I don't do it a ton, but I find that, you know, when I do try to be more mindful of things and when I do try to be more self-aware about my behavior, I, I end up feeling a lot uh, more satisfied and I feel a lot less anxious and I feel like I'm, um, I don't know, I, I feel like I am... I don't know, yeah, just managing my life and anxiety and depression and stuff very well. Is that something you see, like, you could do, like, as a career path, like, with the psychology major? Like, some type of therapy? Possibly. Uh, That's kind of what I went into college thinking I was going to do. And I think I'd be pretty good at it, but I don't know if it's... Like, I mostly, the reason why I went into psychology was just because I was trying to research my anxiety and depression and why I felt the way I did. Um... To be honest, I feel like I've kind of figured out why I feel the way I do and stuff, and I'm ready to kind of move on from that. So I'm not really sure if I want, you know, you know, and, you know, it'd be great to help other people move on from that. 
But I don't know. I, I find I don't know. I find it hard to want to have a career in like talking to people about their problems for like every day. I feel like that'd just be like very I don't know heavy. I don't know how it would make me feel. Um, but either way, I'm studying psychology right now. But I I want to explore other things. Like I I want to do something with health so bad. The issue is it's really hard to balance, find a balance, or a balanced career um, that is, uh, d- doesn't take too much time to study, makes good money, and is actually helping people in a very, you know, like, like, like health, health-related way. You know, obviously there's like, um, like marketing for, I don't know, like hospitals and stuff like that, or like marketing for pharmace- pharmaceutical companies or something. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to explore a little bit. So I'm trying to look at like exercise science and stuff. And if I, I don't know. I'm not. I I'm not really looking at med school, but maybe I don't know. So like first year, was it mostly gen eds, or did you actually like take psychology classes that you learned a lot about, mm-hmm. or was it like kind of both? It was both. It was mainly gen eds, and then, like, the rest was psychology courses, and then there's, like, one or two business-related majors. Because at first I thought I wanted to do industrial organizational psychology, which is basically just, like, HR, um, just psychology in the workplace. Turns out I uh, took a class, taking a class this summer on it, and it's really boring to me. You so. don't like it at all? No. Yeah, so I, I don't really want to do that, I don't think. But... Yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. We'll we'll see. Um, definitely something health related. I really like helping people, and I really, I don't know. I just feel really accomplished when I feel that I am helping people's health and helping them feel better. So, what else are you like looking forward to when you go back to Charlotte? Like everything. Like, yeah, you're sick of being home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah uh, everything i don't know it's mainly just the feeling i i'm i'm looking forward to the feeling of being back in college and feeling like i'm running my own life as opposed to putting it on pause like the i'm looking forward to the feeling of growing because the feeling of growing feels so good and when you're in college you're growing so much and it just feels so awesome like it's a little uncomfortable but in a good way and i'm just very much looking forward to that um so that is, yeah, that is what I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, and then, of course, like, the fraternity and stuff like that. And then also I, I'm going to try to play club soccer. Hope I can find the time for that. And we'll see how that goes. Um, is that something, like, Ryan might do too? Yeah, he was talking about it to me. He was like, he might do it. Which would be cool if we did it together. Um, you know, and if Alvaro hypes us up enough... We might <laughs> might play the one. Might walk on. He's like he's like Derek Appa. <laughs> I know like he's, a, he's a hype man, dude. He's like, yeah, you got you got real talent. You got real talent, man. Like you could, I could see you going. Like do you want? Like and it's hard to do. So it's like I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's just so funny. He's just so supportive. Alvaro's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm having him on later. I'm excited. For yeah, yeah um, that's good. I guess last question as we wrap this up, or maybe we could talk about more. It's up to you. Um, but any advice to, like, people that are just struggling in college and trying to, like, find their way? Like, what would be, like, a couple sentences of encouragement? <laughs> uh, let's see. A couple sentences of encouragement. Um, party hard. Uh, schoolwork later. Anyway, uh, no, not that. I don't know. Just, just be be comfortable with being uncomfortable. First of all, uh, that's really it. Like, just be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Cause it's like, and be open. Like, be as open as you can. Um, just to new new things. Like, just, cause college is a time to learn. That's so cliche, but it's like college is a time to just literally just find out what you like and what you don't like. So if you're just open to everything, 
you can say, oh, I like this, oh, I don't like this, oh, I like this, oh, I don't like this. And then, you know, if you're not open to things, you'll never know. So if you're just kind of open to everything, saying yes to everything, then you kind of figure out what you do and do not like a whole lot easier. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess that's my... I guess that's my word of uh, advice. Um, it's not groundbreaking or anything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Is there anything else you want to just touch on, just real quick, or you good? Um, no, not really. No, I don't think. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you coming on this morning. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. It's been, it's been great. Yeah. Um. Well, that was Coffee with Connie. Uh, Collins episode. I appreciate all you guys listening. Hope you guys are staying safe and that this podcast was encouraging and helpful. So thank you all and y'all have a good one. See you.